Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and coming to you live tonight from Ronnie Brown's travel agent's office, it's the Fourth and Inches Show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, how are you this evening? I'm doing good. The Cardinals are in the World Series. Unfortunately, not the Arizona Cardinals for the football fans, but the if, St. Louis If the Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals were in the World this Series, we'd have serious problems here. We'd really have something to talk about this week, though. <laughs> well, we have plenty to talk about even without that, but uh, first... I, I was watching your Cowboys over the weekend, and we both thought that was going to be a good game, and it was a good game. Not as high scoring as we thought, but that must have been pretty heartbreaking to see them lose in, in such dramatic fashion. Well, I mean, at this point, like as a Cowboys fan, you're almost numb to those kinds of things because they're just so routine. It's more shocking when they actually win close games than when they lose them. Ugh, yeah. so bad. <laughs> I, I won't. I won't gloat about how the Giants pulled another one out of the hat last weekend. That one they Whatever. actually deserved to win, unlike some of the earlier victories. But anyway, so what do we have on tap for the show tonight? Uh, tonight we've got all kinds of good stuff from the trade deadline, which was yesterday. Uh, we also have a fun-filled list of injuries, as always. And we're going to take a look at all of the Week 7 matchups, tell you who to start, who to sit, and probably argue over a few things, and if we have time for it, talk about a little bit of strategy, maybe who we love and who we hate this week. Should be a jam-packed show. <laughs> In the meantime, is. if... What was that, Sherpa? It always is a jam-packed show. Well, in the meantime, if you want to be a part of the show or have your voice heard, there are all kinds of ways to get a hold of us. You can call us at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. Or you can email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. That's the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter under the same handle, the number 4THN Inches Show. And you can find us all week long, because I'm sure you can't get enough of us in just this one little show, on the fantasyfootballsherpa.com, the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook, and you can read the Sherpa's football musings on the Huffington Post, with the most recent article being the strategy topic of how should you propose a fantasy football trade. So we've got a whole big show here for you. We're going to be here till 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every Wednesday. And I guess we should just jump right in. To the injuries. <laughs> or the trades that not, happened and didn't Maybe that's happen. not a good way to put it, jump right in. <laughs> jump right in. But, okay, uh, walk, tread carefully got, into the injuries. Yeah, we'll, gingerly, we'll go in. Uh, we do have a lot of injuries a thousand. and trades. So we'll get through the injuries first, and we'll talk about some trades. Um, As we were talking before the Cowboys and and the Patriots game, during that game, the Cowboys running back Felix Jones suffered an ankle injury. He has not practiced this week. He was getting taped up and padded up during the game and still played afterwards. So I'm going to assume he's going to play this week, especially with the ineffectiveness of Deshard Choice behind him. But keep an eye on that as the week goes on. Rams... Uh, quarterback Sam Bradford has a high ankle sprain. He's been walking around in a walking boot all week, and A.J. Feely has been practicing with the starters, but the Rams did come out today and say that they are expecting Bradford to start. Um, I'm not sure why nobody sprains low ankles anymore, just high ankles, but I digress. (laughs) Redskins tight end Chris Cooley broke his finger in the first half of the game this weekend, and they're saying he could miss the rest of the season, which is a little baffling to me. It's one finger. But he is going to be out at least this week. They've already ruled him out, and we'll see what happens. I guess the Sherpa's going to win the battle of the Redskins tight ends with Fred Davis. <laughs> Team yeah, Chris Cooley's really been getting me down. By default. Yeah. Um, but Although Fred Davis would have had a better season anyway. Ugh. Raiders quarterback Jason Campbell broke his collarbone on Saturday, he or on Sunday, I'm sorry, and he came out and said he was going to have surgery so he could be back in six weeks. And in response to that, the Raiders went and basically gave him a pink slip by trading for Carson Palmer, but we'll get back to that in a minute. 
Uh, Lions running back Javid Best suffered a concussion, which is his second of the year uh, during the game on Sunday. He has not been practicing. It looks like he is not going to play this week, but it's not official yet, so keep an eye on that. Donovan McNabb was Donovan McNabb this week and ineffective. They, the, Red, the Vikings replaced him in the fourth quarter with Christian Ponder. They had been hoping to at least get through this week's game with the Packers before officially making Christian Ponder the starter, but that is not going to be the case. He will be under center this week for the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, they scapegoated him. Yes. Yes, they did. Uh, I, I don't, I don't he, love even this. Even his completion percentage wasn't bad. I mean, he wasn't throwing for – he was throwing for two yards per reception, but that's another story. Well, my biggest issue is they really did set him up for failure in that things like forcing him to pass 30 times and a half instead of ever handing it off to Adrian Peterson when Peterson's already got 100 yards in the first half doesn't make sense, regardless who your quarterback is or who your running back is. It's if your run's working that well, why are you forcing the throw? Like it just not a lot of what the Vikings do makes sense to me right now. But agreed. Uh, free agent quarterback David Garrard is having surgery to repair a herniated disc in his back, and looks like he's not going to be playing this season. Oakland, among other teams, had contacted him, but apparently he's going to have his back fixed. I think he was just baking so that he wouldn't have to play for Oakland. Well, he didn't want to play for Miami either, so he was very picky. Well, that's more understandable than not wanting to play for Oakland, at least this season. But anyway. Cleveland running back Peyton Hillis hurt his hamstring during the game Sunday. Originally, they were calling it a coach's decision to bench him, but apparently his hamstring hurts now. Originally, Uh, they were calling it strep throat. Yeah, he. Uh, I don't know if he's making the decisions or his agent anymore, but he has not been practicing this week. Who knows if he plays? Call his agent and find out for yourself. Steelers' Troy Polamalu suffered a concussion Sunday. He has passed his concussion test, though, so he is good to go for this week. Did he Rams study for released, that? Uh, I guess so. He must be a quick study. <laughs> Rams released wide receiver Mike Sims Walker to make room for their Brandon Lloyd trade, which we will get to again in a moment. Mike Sims Walker then hopped on a plane and flew to Jacksonville and has re-signed with the Jaguars coming back home. Uh, in another quarterback benching story, Rex Grossman was benched by the Redskins in favor of John Beck for the start of the fourth quarter versus the Eagles, and They've announced that John Beck will be starting this week for them. They told us all offseason that it was going to be the John Beck experience, and now here we are week seven. It's finally happening. I'm sure everyone is excited. I can't wait. I know. I can't I know. wait. Try to hold back. Try to hold back. Well, Rex Grossman has been the starting quarterback in one more Super Bowl than John Beck has been, so I don't really understand that move. I mean, I don't I, I don't know. I don't like either of them. I don't like the Redskins. So I'm not yeah, all that I, I worried about No. <laughs> Nobody likes the Redskins. Not even their fans like them. No. Uh, Seahawks quarterback Charlie Whitehurst has been taking all the first-team snaps this week over Tavares Jackson. Um, the Let's see. What other injuries do we have? Oh, Brandon Marshall did not practice this week so far. He's got a quad injury. Texas and Bruce Andre Ego. Johnson. Yeah, one or the other. Texas Andres Johnson still is not practicing and looks like he's out again with that hamstring injury. And in more hamstring injury news, the Atlanta wide receiver Julio Jones is not practicing as well. As you remember, he did not play this Sunday, so keep a close eye on that one as the week draws to a close. Panthers tight end Greg Olson isn't practicing due to a toe injury. We'll see what happens. You can't even accuse him of having turf toe because he plays on grass. Maybe he's got grass toe. Um, Bears wide receiver Devin Hester didn't practice with what they're calling a chest injury. Did he get that when the guy slapped him in the casino or not? Uh, Undetermined. Maybe it aggravated it. (laughs) Steelers wide receiver Mike Wallace also has the dreaded hamstring injury and isn't practicing. I would keep an eye on that as the week goes on. The Colts have Joseph Adai also with a hamstring injury, not practicing still. He missed this Sunday. And Kerry Collins is still limited at practice from his concussion for what that's worth. 
Um, and in coach injury news, a new exciting segment. <laughs> We've got not only one, but two this week, huh? Well, three if you count Wade Phillips falling down on the sideline, but apparently he's good to go. New Orleans coach Sean Payton his, tore his, his MCL. His decision-making is questionable, but that's another <laughs> yeah. story. He tore his MCL and broke his leg after getting rolled up on by tight end Jimmy Graham in the very beginning of the game on Sunday. He had surgery Monday morning, and he is uh, questionable for this week. He's missing most of the pre, pre-game stuff this week, but he's hoping to be there in some form on Sunday. This should be my the, coaches I are. In the very same game, Tampa Bay's defensive backs coach Jimmy Lake tore his patellar tendon while celebrating an interception. So it was a rough week to be a head coach on the sideline, I guess. Um, yeah, the celebration ones, those are always harder to fathom, though. If the guy gets run over you know, by the cameraman who got pushed over or something like that, that's more understandable. Let's not worry about it. Let's get to the trades. Okay. We're, we're running behind. Come on. All right. <laughs> so as we alluded to, the Broncos traded wide receiver Brandon Lloyd to the Rams for a conditional draft pick. It's a fifth right now, but it could go higher as dependent on how many receptions he has before the end of the year. He is a free agent at the end of the year. That's why it's only a fifth. Um, it's at 30, I think. I think. I don't really know. Um, yeah. But... The big blockbuster trade of the trade deadline was obviously the Rangers, the Raiders, excuse me, trading for Carson Palmer. They got him from the Bengals for a first round and a second round pick in 2013. He will start this week, and basically this is not good news for Jason Campbell as he is a free agent at the end of the year, so it looks like the Carson Palmer Terrell Pryor experience is upon us in Oakland. And one other trade that happened but didn't happen was the Eagles and Lions trying to trade running backs Ronnie Brown and Jerome Harrison, but it is was voided earlier today due to Harrison having some health issues. That's all they're saying. So Jerome Harrison still a Lion, Ronnie Brown still an Eagle. And we've come to the end of the injury and transaction line. Did you like that Carson Palmer trade? For which which team do you think got the better of that? Uh, I think the Raiders did. The Raiders have extra draft picks, and Carson Palmer signed an extension that could keep him under contract till 2014 before the season started with the Bengals. So he's not just a rental even. I mean, I think a first and a second is a little extreme, but quite frankly, they don't pick very well with their first or second round picks, so this might be a better option. Yeah, I mean, they'd probably be picking if they took a quarterback in the first round next year, the way they're playing, they'll probably be picking in the middle of the latter part of the first round. They'd probably come up with someone comparable to Blake Gabbert, and I don't know that that would really do them so well. I mean, maybe Carson Palmer isn't the quarterback he was a few years ago, but I still think he's probably going to do more for the Raiders than Donovan McNabb did for the Redskins or the Vikings. Of course, he's a few well, years Well, Carson younger Palmer still, is a better overall quarterback than Donovan McNabb, I think. I'm not sure and I agree with you in his prime, but I, now for I sure. So. Um, but, I, I mean, I guess I was never really on the Donovan bandwagon, but... I think that this. I just. I think it, ha- it favors Oakland, and I read somewhere that their ticket prices went up like seventy-two percent since the trade happened. So Oakland's excited about it. The ticket prices or ticket sales? I hope it's the sales. The prices. Really? Yeah. Oh, you mean on StubHub kind of thing, or? Yeah. Oh, I see. All right. Well, I'm digressing too much, so maybe we yeah, should move on. Yeah, let's move on here. All right. <laughs> All right, so why don't we hop right into the... Pardon? (laughs) Nothing. I was saying let's do some games here. Yeah, why don't you... Which teams are on by this week? The Bills, Bengals, Patriots, Giants, Eagles, and 49ers, which means there are a lot of decent defenses that are on by this week. That's right, and they also mentioned something during Monday Night Football that there are no games this coming week between two teams with winning records. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. That's ridiculous. But it's true. It's, it's sad, but it's true. There there are a few games where there's a 500 team playing a team that's over 500, but pretty much all the teams that are on by, I think five of the six teams have 
winning records, and the 6-1 Eagles has a 500 record, so there are a lot of uh, good teams out of the mix this week. So, anyway. Eagles are below 500, aren't they 2-3? and three? Eagles are 2-3. Pardon? And three. The Eagles are 2-3. and three. They're below 500. No, they're 3-3. and three. They won last week. Oh, you're right. All right, let's move on. Okay, but anyway, so one of the two of the better teams that are playing on this coming Sunday, San Diego, they're above 500. The Jets are at 500. San Diego is at New York. And I know the Jets looked a little better on Monday night, but it was the Dolphins they were playing, and San Diego had the bye week off, and you wonder if they're going to be rusty or not. But I'll go with San Diego to win this game 24-17. to I just don't think the Jets are going to muster much of any offense in this game. How do you see it, Janet? Uh, I think the Jets are a joke. They're, they're all smoke and mirrors. This is a sham. Uh, I'm not impressed. Okay, they, but their offense. No, they're not. They're terrible against. They're not. They're not the Jets' defense. They are not as advertised. They are not great against the run. I am not impressed. Um, but I think there are way too many holes. They should have beaten the Dolphins by more than they did. It should have been not that close of a game last week. I think it San Diego wins close. at least. It it was closer than it should have been for the type of the talent that was on the field. San Diego wins this by at least 10 points. Hmm. And so who do you like from San Diego to start <laughs> fantasy-wise this week? Uh, I'm definitely starting Phillip Rivers. I'm, I I don't really like the running back situation in San Diego. i got to be honest. Do you think the they're going to be able to throw against the Jets? You just told me that the Jets... Uh, I think they're going to be able to thing. do anything they want against the Jets. I think that as long as they don't uh, throw to Revis eight times in the game, they'll be fine. They have enough receivers between tight ends and receivers that they'll be okay. <laughs> you don't have to agree. <laughs> no, that's the I, beauty I, of this. <laughs> that's, that's, I guess, how it works, huh? I'm still going to start Malcolm Floyd. Um, I might get crazy and start Patrick Creighton. I'm going to start Randy McMichael. Uh, defense... I think I'd still start the Chargers defense, and I'm going to say maybe to the kicker, Nick Novak. For the Jets, the only person that I would really consider starting this week is tight end Dustin Keller. Running back Sean Green would be a maybe. Pardon? I said I love me some Dustin Keller. Yeah, he's – I almost traded him for Vernon Davis today in a league where I – wound up with two tight ends with the same bye week, but I digress again. So Dustin Keller's the only guy I like this week on the Jets. Running back, Sean Green, he's a maybe for me. Wide receiver, Santonio Holmes, if you have to. And the defense would also be a possibility for me, although not a recommended option. I'd stay away from quarterback Mark Sanchez, running backs LaDainian Tomlinson and Joe McKnight, who's questionable with a knee injury. And I'd stay away from the wide receivers, Plaxico Burris and uh, Jeremy Curley, and I would stay away from kicker Nick Polk. All right, fair enough. Let's keep rolling. Next game up, Houston at Tennessee, a good offense against a good defense. Chris Johnson, I don't know what his deal is, but he's he's looked awful this week. I mean, this this year, maybe I haven't seen him this More week like yet. Every but week. <laughs> for every week, right? That's what I meant to say. But anyway, I think I know Houston's banged up, but I think they win this game, twenty-eight, twenty-one. I I yes, I'll agree. I think Tennessee's bringing a lot to the table. Houston's a little banged up, and I'm worried about it, but. I just think they have enough weapons, especially with a healthy Arian Foster, that even without Andre Johnson and with a little dinged-up Matt Schaub, that they should be okay against Tennessee, I would hope. But Matt Hasselbeck looks good out in Tennessee. I'm still going to start Matt Schaub. I'm going to start Arian Foster. Uh, Tight end Owen Daniels, really, I could go either way on. I'm not a big fan of his, but especially with six teams on a bye, He's not a terrible option at tight end. Without Andre Johnson, somebody's got to get more targets, and it's sort of been him. Jacoby Jones, Kevin Walter, I could go either way on both of them. Um, I think in a bye week, you kind of have to start them. Because you know Matt Schaub's going to throw. It's just, can they get in the end zone? Sometimes that worries me with those two. I'm going to start the defense, and I'm going to start kicker Neil Rackers. I just don't think this is going to be like a 35-31 type of game. I think I agree with you. It's going to be within a few touchdowns. So 
with the defenses that are out there, Houston's is not a bad choice. For Tennessee, the only people that I'd really want to start this week are wide receivers Nate Washington and tight end Jared Cook. I know you disagree with me, Jana, but I, for me, Matt Hasselbeck is only a maybe this week. Running back Chris Johnson would be a maybe. He's probable with a hamstring injury. Wide receivers uh, Damian Williams and Lavelle Hawkins would also be maybes for me, as would the Tennessee defense. And I would avoid running back Javon Springer and kicker Rob Baronis. All right. Onward and upward. Actually, we're going a little further south. Denver at... <laughs> Miami, two teams that are both sucking for lucking apparently, but <laughs> maybe Denver isn't. They've, they've, I don't know. But anyway, this this should be a competitive game between two awful teams, and I think Denver will pull it out, twenty-seven, twenty-four. What do you think? Um. Well, I I really want to think Miami's going to win a game. But I think Tim Tebow is going to will Denver to a win. I just, I this is not a game I'm particularly excited to watch. Obviously, no. Tim Tebow is going to be the starter this week for Denver. I personally don't see a reason to start him unless you're in a two quarterback league. But I, I know there are going to be people who disagree with me because it's Miami and their defense isn't that scary. But Tim the Tebow defense stinks. Well, Tim Tebow doesn't throw the ball. All he does is run. He threw it for over 300 yards in that last game of the season last year. Well, if he does it this week, maybe I'll change my mind about starting him. But if I had him on a team, I wouldn't be starting him this week. I don't actually have him because I don't believe in him as a fantasy player. But, hey, what can you do? Uh, You have little faith, as they say. Yes, yes. (laughs) Um, I just... I don't like a lot of fantasy options for either side of the ball on this team. Uh, running back Willis McGahey, I I guess I'd start him. I'm not really interested in Sean Marino. Um, Eric Decker, Eddie Royal, Demarius Thomas at wide receiver. If Eddie Royal plays, and I think he will, um, I would start him. I think I'm more likely to go with Eric Decker out of him and Thomas. I'm just would like to see Thomas show me a little more. Tight end Daniel Fells, I think you can start just because Tebow's got to throw to somebody if he's going to, but <laughs> we'll see. And I would start the defense and Matt Prater the kicker just because it's Miami, and they haven't shown us they can put up any real points yet this season. Well, Denver's defense doesn't present quite the challenge that the Jets' defense did, so I'm going to go ahead and recommend starting quarterback Matt Moore this week and wide receiver Brandon Marshall, who, as we said before, is probable with a quad injury and a bruised ego from Monday night. For me, running back uh, Reggie Bush is questionable with a groin injury, and uh, running back Daniel Thomas is questionable with a hamstring injury. And for me, those guys are both maybes if they play. Wide receiver Devon Bess is a maybe. The Dolphins' defense is a maybe. And kicker Dan Carpenter would be a maybe. I would stay away from running backs Lex Hilliard and, if you're really desperate, Steve Slayton. Don't start him either. I'd stay away from wide receiver Brian Hartline. And I'd stay away from tight end Anthony Fasano, who earlier this year I was recommending but has looked pretty awful in the last few weeks. So stay away from him too. Because he is pretty awful. Sorry, Anthony Fasano, but it's true. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you watch Miami more than I do, but... Yeah. But uh, anyway. So onward and upward, then we've got... Actually, are we heading south again? No, we're heading a little bit north, but only to Tampa yeah. Bay, where Chicago Fairly. is going to be visiting the Buccaneers Sunday afternoon. And Chicago looked pretty impressive against uh, Minnesota there Monday on Sunday night, but I think this will be a much closer game. However, I think Chicago still wins it, and I'll go with the final score of Chicago 28, Tampa 24. I think Tampa Bay is absolutely winning this game. Uh, They showed us a lot last week. And granted, they're much like the Falcons in that they can be terrible and score three points, or they can come out and really hang and win games they shouldn't win. But... I think that Chicago is a beatable team. I know they did look good against that Vikings defense, which I just – what a hot mess Minnesota is, but we'll get to that. 
Um, I am inclined to start Jay Cutler in two quarterback leagues unless you're really stuck on a bye week and then he becomes a top 12 option, I suppose. I think the Tampa Bay defense is a little better than they've shown, so kind of my feeling on it. I'm still going to start Matt Forte. I don't think there's any reason to start Marion Barber. Um, Wide receivers, Johnny Knox, I would start. Devin Hester is really much more of a maybe for me this week, especially the fact that he's not practicing makes me a little nervous. Um, He's kind of a a sketchy fantasy option with this return game being stifled a little bit, as it is for me at least. And obviously I'm not interested in the tight ends. Chicago's not a very tight end friendly offense. So for me it's Cutler, Forte, and Johnny Knox are the big guys. Um, Their defense... I could I could go either way on. I would say sit them, but it's really going to depend on what you're stuck with with a bye week. And kicker Robbie Gould, I would start. What about um, wide receivers Roy Williams and Dan Sonsenbacher? Would you start either of those guys this week, given that there's so many good players missing? If I had to pick one of the two, I might go Sonsenbacher over Roy Williams. Um, but... I don't love either of them as an option. I think take a look at your waiver wire (laughs) if you can find someone to steal there. But otherwise, you can go with either of them, but they're going to be low points comparatively to most wide receivers, I would think. So for Tampa Bay, I would start quarterback Josh Freeman, running back Ernest Graham, wide receiver Mike Williams, and tight end Kellen Winslow. The defense would be a maybe for me, and Kicker Connor Barth would also be a maybe, and I would stay away from running back with Eric Blunt, who right now is questionable with his knee injury. Yeah, he's still not practicing, so it's not very nope. promising. So that brings us to what I think is probably going to be the most interesting game of the day, and that's Atlanta at Detroit. I know Atlanta hasn't shown it yet, but I think they're going to be a Super Bowl team before the season is over. I know you disagree with that, but I, I no, think that... I like that, Atlanta a lot. I just think they're a better team than the NFC. <clears throat> well, but. right now they're certainly not peaking, but I mean, Green Bay, I just don't think they can sustain the level of play that they're at right now for the whole season. Either injuries or something will get in the way, and maybe that's just wishful thinking on my part. But anyway, back to the game at hand, Atlanta-Detroit. This is Detroit's, I think, their third home game in a row, but I I think the third time will be the charm. They won the first, lost the second. This week, I think they beat Atlanta 30-24, which makes me sound silly for still touting Atlanta as a Super Bowl team, but I I just don't think they have their act together yet. (laughs) Detroit has become one of the, if not the toughest place to play in the league. Them at home, it's unreal. The fact that they lost at home last week was shocking to me. I think Atlanta is very good, but I think Detroit at home is a little better. Um, That being said, I think this is what I really thought New England and Dallas was going to be last week. I think this is a high-scoring game. Even though Detroit's got that touted defense and Atlanta's not really a slouch, the offense on either side of the ball here is just so good. And I just with wonder Detroit if Detroit's going to be able to run back. the ball enough to keep keep the Falcons' defense honest. Do you think they will? Yes, I think they will. I'm not saying anyone's breaking away for 50-yard runs, but if they can keep the ball moving little by little, I think it's enough. I mean, they've got Jimmy Best has his concussion, and then they've got Maurice Morris, who's been flying off waiver wires like hotcakes this week, and I suppose Jerome Harrison is still there. At least Detroit didn't think he was injured. So I think that the ball they can move the ball enough on the run game to keep defenses honest, but I think that the majority of the points on both sides of the ball is going to come from the pass. That's why hey. I still want to – what? <laughs> no, no, no. I just – I don't – I mean, Atlanta I can see having a balanced offense because of Michael Turner, but – Detroit, I just think, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if, if Stafford has to throw 50 times. But I still pick them to win, so I'm, I'm kind of arguing both sides <laughs> I don't here, understand why you're arguing that Atlanta's a better team if you don't think they're going to win the game. Well, you gotta, you got to pick. They're either the going to win and be the best team, team, or they're not going to be, and they're going to lose. <laughs> so who, who do you like from Atlanta this week to start? I like Matt Ryan. I like Michael Turner. I like Roddy White. 
I like Tony Gonzalez. Uh, I'm okay on Harry Douglas. If Julio Jones plays, I don't think there's any reason to start Harry Douglas. But even if Julio Jones plays, I'm concerned about how bad this hamstring injury is. The fact that they ruled him out on Monday last week, that makes me a little concerned. I do not want to start the Falcons' defense, but I do want to start kicker Matt Bryant. For Detroit, I want to start quarterback Matthew Stafford, wide receiver Calvin Johnson, which is a no-brainer most weeks anyway, tight end Brandon Pettigrew, and kicker Jason Hansen. Maurice Morris, running back Maurice Morris, is a maybe for me. Hopefully you have better options even with a lot of people missing this week. Wide receiver Nate Burleson and Titus Young are both maybes for me, as is the Detroit defense. I would stay away from Javid Best with his concussion and Jerome Harrison with whatever he has. <laughs> Nobody knows that. Maybe he's Mystery injury. doesn't even know. <laughs> right. Well, Philadelphia apparently knows what it is, but they're not telling. So, anyway, I yeah. guess they just sent him back with a return to sender label on him somewhere. Slap that on him. But put him back on a plane. <laughs> that's right. Federal Express. He was in the cargo. So, next game up, Seattle at Cleveland. I'm. You know what? I think Seattle and Cleveland combined are going to score fewer points than than some other teams this week. I bet that New Orleans scores more points this week than Seattle and Cleveland combined. But since I have to pick a winner in this game, I'll go Cleveland 17, Seattle 13. All right. Um, I I think that maybe Seattle comes out on top of this. I like Cleveland a little better overall, but I'm interested to see how this Charlie Whitehurst experiment goes. He hasn't been terrible when he's been in in previous seasons, but we'll see. Um, I would say, really, there's no reason to start him unless you're in a two-quarterback league. I I can't fathom a way your team would need him to be your only quarterback, and if that's happening, please, please reevaluate what's happening on your team. Um... Marshawn Lynch, I I guess I'd start him. <laughs> I don't love their running backs. I really don't. I like their pass game better. Um, I would say Mike Williams is okay to start. He's practicing after that concussion. Sidney Rice is a maybe for me, as is Ben Obamanu. Tight end Zach Miller, I would say no to. He's banged up. I don't like. The, I just I don't like the matchup. And the defense, I'd say yes. The kicker, I'd say no, but the defense, I agree, this is not going to be a high-scoring affair. I don't know if, I think, combined they score less points than New Orleans, but I don't think there's going to be a ton going around here scoring-wise. One one person I wanted to ask you about on Seattle is wide receiver yeah. Doug Baldwin. He's been getting picked up by a lot of teams this week based on what he did against the Giants, and he's got over 300 yards receiving already this season. Is, is he somebody that you would start this week? Um, I guess. I just I want to see what happens with the whole game with Charlie Whitehurst with him before. But if you need somebody in a bye week, he's not a terrible option. Just All I right. don't think there's enough points to go around. For Cleveland, I think what little damage they're going to do offensively is going to come through the pass. So I'll start wide receivers Greg Little and Muhammad Masakban, hope for the best. And because I think it is going to be a low-scoring game, I'll start Cleveland's defense, too. Quarterback Colt McCoy is a maybe option for me. Running back Mario Hardesty is a maybe. And wide receiver Josh Cripps is a maybe. I would stay away from Peyton Hillis and his hamstring injury, stay away from wide receiver Brian Rubisky, and stay away from kicker Phil Dawson, who's probably not going to be very busy this weekend. Probably not. I guess he gets an extra bye week. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's true. So now moving on, we're heading back south. The last of the early games is Washington at Carolina, two teams seemingly heading in opposite directions, even though Washington's the one that still has the winning record. But I, I think Washington, in spite of their quarterback woes, is going to pull this out. I think their defense is going to carry them in this game. And Cam Newton, for all his brilliant performances the first couple weeks of the season, and I'm still on the bandwagon, mind you, but nope, you know, he's <laughs> he's been erratic. I'll admit that, and you know, he 
threw three interceptions and no touchdowns last week, which gave him a quarterback rating in the 40s somewhere. But this week, I think Washington pulls this one out. And again, I don't think there's a lot of offense here, but I think Washington wins this game 21-17. I think Washington wins this by at least a touchdown, if not more. I'm not just I'm not on the Carolina Express here and granted I don't like John Beck all that much but I think it'll be interesting to see what their offense looks like with him having practiced for a full week and and see what it looks like since they said he was the man all off season I would hope he's got some kind of rapport with his receivers but we shall see um I would start John Beck in a two quarterback league again it's kind of hard to say what you're going to get out of him it's first week Running back-wise, obviously I was very high on Ryan Terrain last week. That didn't work out so well for me, but he he was the starter. Roy Hellu was the second in command out there, and Tim Hightower was active, but must not have been 100% healthy because they were not giving him the rock all that much. The run game was disappointing. I think it bounces back this week, but I'm not sure who's going to be at the helm. I would say I like Hightower the best out of the bunch, but it's really hard to say. They're going to ride the hot hand, and that makes me a little nervous when it comes to fantasy football. Uh, Do not start tight end Chris Cooley. If you want to start a tight end there, go with Fred Davis. He's not a bad play this week. Wide receivers Santana Moss and Jabbar Gaffney are definite starts for me. Beyond that, with the Anthony Armstrongs and Austin Stallworths of the world, I would say wait another week if you actually have them on your roster. Uh, I would start their defense, and I would start kicker Graham Gano. As much as it pains me to say that, I think that there are not bad options this week. For Carolina, I would start wide receiver Steve Smith, and I would start both their tight ends. Uh, Greg Olson, yeah, he's been questionable with his toe injury. If he actually plays, I would start him. And regardless of whether he plays or not, I would start uh, tight end Jeremy Shockey. They essentially, instead of going with two wide receivers and one tight end there, they throw the ball to one wide receiver and two tight ends. So I would go with them. Cam Newton's a question mark for me this week, as are running backs D'Angelo Williams and John Stewart, Jonathan Stewart, excuse me, and the I don't want to confuse the comedian with the running back, and the Carolina defense is also a maybe for me. I'd stay away from running back Mike Goodson, wide receivers Brandon Lafell and Legadu Nane, and kicker Orlando Mare. Stay away from Mr. Mare. <laughs> All right, we will. So now moving on to the a guy with a last name spelled M-A-R-E. He should kick for the Broncos, don't you think? Yes. Yes, I do. All right. I'll I'll get on that in the offseason. So anyway, moving right along to the late games, we've got the Revenge Bowl in Pittsburgh. Ken Wisenhunt and... and, um, No, it's... Yeah, Ken Wisenhunt will be... Yeah, Ken Wisenhunt, Mike Tomlin. Right. Who so I, for be... whatever reason, in my mind, I see them reversed. I think Mike Tomlin looks like Ken Wisenhunt, and Ken Wisenhunt looks like Mike Tomlin. I'm not sure why that is, but it's very confusing when they play each other. Well, the one thing that won't be confusing at the end of the game is which one's the winner and which one's the loser. I think Pittsburgh wins this game mm-hmm. easily, and and hopefully uh, they have a better meeting at midfield than than uh, Jim Schwartz and uh, than. Um, than Schwartz and Harbaugh did last week, but I'll go with Pittsburgh to win this game by two touchdowns, 31-17. Really? I think Arizona's going to be in this. I think this is a close game. I just, yeah, I, if this I don't were the know. Super Bowl three years ago, I'd agree with you. I, I just think Pittsburgh's <laughs> a much better team right now, but we'll see. Well, Kevin Cobb has played miserably. I am still a Cardinals believer. You can stay on the Cam Newton bandwagon. I'll be over here in Arizona. <laughs> uh, I don't think either of our teams, though. either of those guys will be playing in the playoffs, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I think you go ahead and start Ben Roethlisberger. I think you can start Richard Mendenhall. He should be fine. Now, it gets a little tricky when you get to wide receivers. Mike Wallace isn't practicing. You need to keep an eye on that. If he does play, I would start him. Heinz Ward's also a little banged up. I still would start him, though. Beyond that, Emmanuel Sanders has been too hit or miss for me. Some weeks, like last week, he's got a couple of receptions and some nice yardage, and some weeks he's got two yards. I just 
I don't want to deal with it, so I'm not starting him. Tight end Heath Miller, he looked like he was going to have a nice game last week. That didn't happen. I'm not a big fan of his, so I would say sit him, but I'm sure you would disagree on me, with me on that. And defense and kicker, I think that you probably have to start the Steelers' defense regardless what I think of Arizona just because of the bye week. And kicker Sean Sweezum, I am interested in passing on, but again, it depends what kicker options you have. For Arizona, I would start running back Beanie Wells and wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald, and that's it. Tight ends, uh, Todd Heap, who's questionable with a hamstring injury, and Jeff King would both be maybes for me, and I would stay away from quarterback Kevin Cobb, running back Rod Stevens-Howling, and wide receivers Andre Roberts and Early Doucette. I'd stay away from their defense, and I'd stay away from kicker Jay Feely. So there. So there. I still like Cobb in uh, early Doucette, but I am clearly all alone on my island here. <laughs> You're on, on Jana Island. It's, it's a much Jana smaller island. place than Revis Island, apparently. Much nicer but here. Much I'm more over here on Sherpa Island so with, with <laughs> some of the, my picks with Cam Newton and all. But anyway, so now we move to another game, which I'm particularly interested since I predicted that one of these two teams would go to the Super Bowl. Kansas City at Oakland, and you laugh, but if Kansas City wins this game, they're tied with Oakland with a three and three record, and I there's really no like their chances. In this world. Pardon? So there's no justice in this world. I am saying that even with Carson Palmer having a hot three days of under center here in Oakland, I think Oakland wins this game because I am not a believer in Kansas City. Uh, I'm afraid I'm having to agree with you just because I think that Oakland's going to run rough shot over Kansas City. So I'll go against my heart and pick with my brain, and I'll pick Oakland to win this game 27-24. I think this, the only reason I'm interested in this game is to see what exactly is going to happen with Carson Palmer. I think a lot of people are interested in him for that reason. But there is some fantasy value. Actually, people Kansas just City want to has, see if Darius Hayward Bay is as good as, as you think he is. Obviously, he's such a big draw. <laughs> Remember last year um, we used to argue about him every week, and you were always right every week. I know, it hurts. It hurts sometimes, but I was not right about Ryan Terrain. I will eventually be right about the Chiefs and Cam Newton, though. You mark my words. But Darius Hayward Bay is all of a sudden a a legitimate fantasy option, but he doesn't play for Kansas City, so I'll just hold my thoughts for a few minutes. I'm concerned about the Oakland receivers. I don't know who's going to have a rapport with Carson Palmer, but you can deal with that. Matt Castle, I think you can start. Uh, I'd prefer it being a two-quarterback league, but I think you probably have to start him regardless this week because of who's on buys. Um, Thomas Jones, Dexter McCluster, <laughs> just, I'm not excited by their running backs. I don't like any of them. But Jackie Battle. I just I don't like any of them. I don't like Jackie Battle. I don't like Laron McLean. I don't like any of them. <laughs> I mean, you do what you got to do when you're high. Fight me. Hmm. I think you're just saying that to spite me. No, I just, I just, it's just too sketchy. I don't like it. Um, I do think you can start Steve Breston and Dwayne Bowe, even though he's got butterfingers. Tight ends, all right, Leonard Pope. I'll accept it. I don't like it, but it's a bye week. You do what you got to do. There's some good tight ends on buys. Defense, I would say no to kicker Ryan Suckup. I know he's a Sherpa favorite, but it depends on what kickers are out there. If he's available, he's not a terrible play because I think he's going to be kicking field goals because I don't think there's going to be a ton of touchdowns here for the Chiefs, but he's not going to be racking up a ton of points here. He's not, you know, kicking for New Orleans. So for Oakland, I would definitely start running back Darren McFadden. He's he's going to run. He's going to go nuts against Kansas City's defense. And wide receiver Darius Hayward Bay has had three nice games in a row now. He didn't hit 100 yards last week, but I think he was in the 80s. He got close. Yeah, he got close. He did get pretty close. So that's well, three good games in a row for him. I'm on his bandwagon again. He's and back. I'll also. <laughs> Pardon? You're back. You're back on the bandwagon. I'm, I'm back sure on the Darius Hayward Bay bandwagon. 
There's there's plenty of room so you can hop aboard, Jana. <laughs> and tight end Kevin Boss, I think, just by default, anytime I see a quarterback starting for the first time with a new team, then I think that you know, automatically they're going to be checking down to their tight end quite a bit. So I would start him. Plus, he's a pretty good receiver, as he showed in the, with Eli Manning when he was with the Giants. True. Carson Palmer is a maybe for me. If he starts, and it sounds like he will, you know, if, if Kyle Bowler starts, ignore him. But Carson Palmer, yeah, he's going to be rusty, and yeah, he's not the same quarterback he was five or six years ago. But as you said, given all the people that are out on buys this week, you know, with no Eli and no Tom Brady and you know, some of the others that are missing this week, um, no Michael Vick, yeah, I, I think you can start. Carson Palmer, if you have to, but you know, ideally you wouldn't have with to. Hugh Jackson. Yeah, feels so good. Yeah, I don't know. I, if that's the greatest trade <laughs> ever made, then I don't know what Hugh Jackson's been paying attention to. I think the Herschel Walker trade is probably the greatest trade ever made, and that's you know yeah. from from Dallas's standpoint. But but interestingly he, enough, the Raiders inquired about Vince Young and and made the rounds on some phone calls to other lesser-known QBs before uh, making this deal for Carson Palmer. And for their sake, I'm glad they didn't get Vincent Young. I think that would have been a big mistake, but what we'll a see. Yeah. So running back oh, yeah. Michael Bush is also a maybe for me, as are wide receivers Denarius Moore and, and Jacoby Ford. Raiders defense, start him if you have to. Hopefully you don't have to. And kicker Sebastian Janikowski again. For me, he'd be a maybe. I like him. I say start him. But I'm sorry in advance for your Chiefs loss. I know it'll be tough on you. Uh, we'll we'll see. You you thought they were dead and gone when they were 0-3 and they've won two in a row. I'm hoping so. it still happens. <laughs> Pardon? I'm hoping they're still dead and gone. I would like the Raiders to put the nail in the coffin here. Let's just let's just get it over with. It's not going to happen. The Chiefs have they've they've coped with all sorts of adversity and they're coming together and gelling as a team. And you mark my words, they're gonna they're gonna be in the Super Bowl still. Oh my so, gosh! Let's talk about the Packers. That makes me a lot happier. Uh, <laughs> let's not. Anyway, let's this I. You don't even have to tell me. I I don't think Green Bay is going to score as much as you probably think they're going to score, but I still think they score more than enough to win this game. I'll go Green Bay 28, Minnesota 17. Wow. Uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a little higher scoring than that. I think they're at least around 35 points. I think Minnesota will put up a fight for at least a quarter or two, though, because I think that they have the advantage in Christian Ponder. There's not a lot of film out there about him. He's only played a quarter in the NFL. I think it'll be interesting to see what kind of looks the defense gives him for the Packers. I mean, obviously they've given up some high point totals so far this year, so I think Ponder may have a little bit of success. I still think he loses, but I think it'll be an interesting game. It's not quite the same rivalry without Brett Favre there, but I think they'll get by. He played in garbage time against a pass defense that isn't even all that good. If anybody wants to read into that and think Christian Ponder is going to be a star in the NFL because of... I'm not saying he's going to be a star. I'm just saying I think he'll he'll score some points. I just think that he's got the advantage that Cam Newton had coming in the beginning of the season. Defenses don't have years of film on him the way they do most other quarterbacks, so he can surprise them more than you know, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to come out and surprise the Minnesota defense. I'll bet out of the three, out of Tim Tebow, John Beck, actually four, throw Charlie Whitehurst in there too. I think there are four quarterbacks starting their first game this weekend or the first game this season this weekend. Mm -hmm. I bet you that Ponder has the worst outing of the four of them. No chance. No chance. I'm writing that down. We will fight about this again next week. Um, how would you the rank meantime, them? I would, let's worry about the team. We'll we'll deal with that at the end. All right. Let's get through the games. So we're running out of time here. Okay, Green uh, Bay, Aaron Rodgers, Minnesota 17. Who do you like? Aaron Rodgers, you absolutely start. Running backs, I like James Starks. I think you start him. Ryan Grant's more of a maybe for me. John Kuhn, if you're in a deeper league, you need somebody. The Kuhn is not a terrible option if you're hurting on a bye week. Um, 
wide receivers, Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, James Jones, Randall Cobb, all adequate. I think that Greg Jennings and Jordy Nelson are probably the two that come out on top out of this bunch. But they're starting to turn into New Orleans in that everybody's getting some looks. So, again, if you're thin on a bye week, go get somebody on the Packers' offense. They will at least get a few touches. It's more than you can say for the Ronnie Browns of the world. Tight end Michael Finley, I think, is a definite start. I'm inclined to still start the defense and kicker Mason Crosby. For Minnesota, I would start Percy Harvin with his ribs. They're probable, and so is he. Just, just the, his ribs are probable. <laughs> his ribs are probable, and so is he. <laughs> Tight end Desante Shanko has caught a lot of balls the last few weeks, and again, if you go with the new quarterback theory that Jana was espousing before, he'd be a good play this week. Um, Christian Ponder is a maybe for me. Same thing with Adrian Peterson. I don't think he's going to have a real good game. I think this will be two stinkers in a row for him. And I would also, the defense, I'm also iffy about them. I'd stay away from running back Toby Gerhardt, wide receivers Bernard Berry and Greg Camarillo and, and Devin Aramashadu, and kicker Ryan Longwell. Stay away from all those guys. All right. I, I should have right. said Aramashadu. I always <laughs> botched his name. It's so hard to say. Uh, well, it isn't really. I just, I just... Clutch and choke. It's kind of right. So, St. Louis at Dallas. As eh, much as I'd like to pick against Dallas again, I, I can't do it. Dallas wins this game by almost two touchdowns, 27-14. This game scares me a little bit. I know St. Louis looks terrible. Uh, I know Brandon Lloyd has not been there very long, and Sam Bradford's in a walking boot. But Sam Bradford, there's something about him in the state of Texas that doesn't go very well for Texas teams. This makes me concerned. The fact that Dallas can't win a close game is also a little troubling. I wouldn't be surprised if an upset were to happen, this might be the game it happens in. I would be shocked. I wouldn't be. That's the problem. (laughs) Um, Sam Bradford, I think, is more of a two-quarterback league start this week because he's got one leg, but... If they do get down early, A.J. Feely's going to come in, I would think, if they get down by a lot, which I don't think will happen, but you have to have that in mind when you think about whether or not you're starting Bradford this week. I wouldn't pin all your hopes on him. Steven I Jackson, bet he doesn't I would, start. Uh, they're saying he's going to, so unless something goes wrong. High ankle sprains, but, though. But if, anyway, if we'll see. If the quarterback tells me he's starting, I'm inclined to believe him. But I'm still going to start Steven Jackson, Brandon Gibson, um, Brandon Lloyd, Denario Alexander. You can start any of the three. Um, The fact that their wide receivers are so bad, even though Brandon Lloyd literally just got his playbook, I'm still thinking in a thin week he might be an interesting start. Tight ends, for me, I I just don't like them. Lance Kendricks. I just, he's played a little better the last few games. He's been better, but he hasn't been great. So, again, it's going to depend on what tight ends are available to you during this bye week because there are some good ones who are not available this week. Defense, I would say no to. Kicker Josh Brown, I would say yes to. I think he kicks some field goals and gets you some points. For Dallas, I start quarterback Tony Romo, wide receivers Miles Austin and Des Bryant. I would also start tight end Jason Witten, which I'm sure isn't news to anybody. And I would start the Cowboys' defense this week just because, again, I don't think St. Louis scores much in this game. Running backs, DeMarco. This makes me very nervous. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Running backs, DeMarco Murray and Tashard Choice are maybes for me, and kicker Dan Bailey is a maybe. I'd stay away from running back Felix Jones, who's questionable, as well as his ankle. And wide receiver Laurent Robinson, he had a good game when the guys, when Austin and Bryant were out. But as a third wide receiver, I don't think he does much for you. So stay away from him, too. All right. Let's move on to the real barn burner of the week. I don't know what it is. The, the, the Sunday night and the Monday night games, for the most part, have been pretty awful this season. Well, they and fought think... really hard on Indy going into the season. <laughs> That's very yeah. scary. We've seen them a yeah. few times already. 
Yeah. It's right. It's, it's the, I'm just um, not sure why anyone would buy Baltimore Jacksonville as a Monday night game at any point in the off season. That seems no, silly. I, I I guess just because Jacksonville had a semi decent record last year, they felt compelled to put them on once and Maurice Jones drew is somewhat of a draw, but I, I agree with you. So for the Indianapolis New Orleans game, as I hinted at before, I think New Orleans scores a ton of points this week. I think they win this game by three touchdowns. New Orleans thirty eight, Indianapolis seventeen, if they can even Ooh. score that much. Ooh. Ooh, that's rough. I think New Orleans comes out and wins this game and I think they probably do it by ten points. I don't know if it'll be that extreme as you think though. Um, I think they got embarrassed a little, bit, a little bit last week, and they're going to come out swinging. Curtis Painter, he's Curtis Painter. He's been adequate. He hasn't been a superstar. He has a quarterback but, rating of over 100, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's better than Mark Sanchez. But I think I think you can start him in a two-quarterback league without a problem. Um, even with the New Orleans defense, I think he's okay to start this week with a thinner week quarterback-wise. But... I wouldn't expect, you know, 30 points out of him or anything. Donald Brown is the running back I would pick between him and Delonte Carter. Joseph Adai still isn't practicing. Didn't play last week. I'm not expecting him to this week. I like Brown better. Most people like Delonte Carter better. But, again, it's kind of a by committee and whoever the hot hand is. So, at your own risk, it's not a very favorable matchup. Wide receivers Reggie Wayne and Pierre Garçon, I think on a thin week like this week, I would start as well as tight end Dallas Clark, but I would say no to the defense and no to kicker out of Vinatieri. I guess I'm still a DeLon Carter fan, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe that's just wishful thinking on my part since I have him on several teams and I'm using him this week. <laughs> Maybe. So for New Orleans, quarterback and a die is still who knows where he is, so... But yeah. uh, quarterback, Drew Brees, you obviously start him for New Orleans. Wide receiver, Marcus Colston. Tight end, um, Jimmy Graham, the defense. And kicker, John Casey. So it's all the usual suspects for them. Uh, I'm, a, I'm maybe for running backs, Mark Ingram, Darren Sproles, and Pierre Thomas. And wide receivers, Lance Moore, Devery Henderson, and Robert Meacham. Yeah, you just don't know who's going to get the targets. Exactly. I got you, Sherpa. <laughs> you, you, we're on the same wavelength. We've been doing this for a year and a half now, so we should be by this point. But we can still disagree about Colt, about some of the about uh, Cam Newton. That's uh, okay. So yeah. for the Monday night game, this this is going to be a terrible game. I I don't think Jacksonville even scores ten points in this game. I. Yeah, I was I was struggling to justify them scoring ten points, and I can't do it. So I'll go Baltimore twenty four, Jacksonville seven. I think they might get ten. It's just I don't know. I just think they might. I'm gonna start a whole bunch of people in Baltimore though, for sure. Joe Flacco. I'll bet you will. Yes, right, Rice. <laughs> yes, tight end Ed Dickerson. Uh, wide receivers Anquan Bolden. Yes. Beyond that, Smith, Reed, Doss. Lee Evans, it's for me. It's not a huge standout. I I guess I like Reed a little better, but it's really who's available in the center week. And I would definitely start the defense and kicker Billy Cundiff. Did you say you like that Dixon or not? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Is that all right? Just, just checking. <laughs> so Jacksonville. Tight end Mercedes Lewis is the only person I would start. Wide receivers Jason Hill and Mike Thomas or maybes for me, as is the Jacksonville defense. Stay away from quarterback Wade Gabbert. Um, even Maurice Jones-Drew, I would stay away from him this week. I don't think he does anything against Baltimore's run defense. And if I'm staying away from Maurice Jones-Drew, then obviously I'm staying away from Deji Kareem also. Uh, wide receiver Mike Sims-Walker, I think he's going to make an impact at some point for the Jacksonville, but not in this game. Stay away and stay away from kicker Josh Scobie. If they're only going to score seven points, he's only going to have right, one of them. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We are just about out of time. We will be back again next week from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday, as we are every Wednesday night. We'll be talking about the key injuries from this week's games and the Week 8 game matchups and analysis. 
And you can find us all week long on fantasyfootballsherpa.com via email at number4thninchesshow at gmail.com. That's the number4thninchesshow at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter under the same handle, the number4thninchesshow. And you can also find the Sherpa's football musings on the Huffington Post. Uh, right now he's got how you should evaluate fantasy football trades and how to propose one up there. And you can find the Sherpa's rankings by position every week at fantasyfootballsherpa.com as well if you want to get your lineups ready. Thanks for this show, Jana, and everybody have a great week.